everybody, and welcome to Comic Club, your friendly neighborhood comic book podcast. I'm your host, Blaine McGaffigan, and I'm joined, as always, by Adam, Adman Cook. Hello, Blaine. Great to be here. We are streaming today live from Comic Club Beach. Each month, we read a new comic or graphic novel and break it down on the show. This is our spoiler-free, shorter episode where we introduce which book we are reading and chat about our first impressions, including the bare bones, who this comic is for, and judging a book by its cover. This month, we'll be reading This One Summer by Jillian Tamaki and Mariko Tamaki. Adam, give us the bare bones. The bare bones of This One Summer is that it's about two young teenage girls, Rose and Wendy, who always meet up at the same kind of summer beach destination. And this is about the one pivotal summer in their lives where things kind of changed as adulthood approached. Blaine, why did we pick this comic for this month? We chose this because the dog days of summer are here. Adam, what are the dog days of summer? I just said that term. I don't even know what it means. I think that's when you're like in the in the real middle of summer. It's way past June. Things okay. are set in and maybe even the end of summer is distantly on the horizon, but much closer now. You're fully in summer mode and you're sweating. Is July in the dog days? What do you call it? I think July? so, yeah. Okay, yeah. so we are in the dog days of summer here, and we wanted to read something, you know, where we, we did a bunch of superhero books at the beginning of the year. We wanted to do something, you know, a little bit different, a little bit wistful, a little bit taking a trip down memory lane, some different creators, some different takes, some different vibes. My kind of first impressions of this book is opening it up and looking looking at, you know, I, I think, um, you know, a little bit, a couple pages into it, is just how pretty it is. And it's this kind of monochrome blues and purples, and it's just really setting this scene and setting this vibe. And I'm not really into the story moments that you kind of mentioned in your bare bones, Adam. But whenever I think about summer, I tend to think about kind of youth. And and we you know, for everybody that knows me and Adam used to work at a summer camp. And I always think of being outside, being under the trees, jumping in the pool, going into a lake. And and that's, I think, you know, based on the cover of this book, which we're going to get to here in a sec, and some of the, the intros of this, this is really capturing that um, in my first impressions of it. Yeah, I felt the same way. It, I just have crap, cracked it open just a few pages into it. And it just, it feels like it's setting this sort of sensory... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, approach to summer with little things that you might not think about, like the smells of summer, yes. how, how the air feels in the summertime. And it's really, you know, taking me to a place, even when I'm reading it indoors, I feel like I'm out there. It's really cool. And um, yeah, I love reading something that's sort of reflecting our seasons that we're currently in. So that's always nice. Yeah, I mean, there you go. I mean, I think you answered your question that I, <laughs> I, I like jumped around forever. We're reading it because it's summer, and this is about a summer book. We're, we right. like to follow the seasons. Um, something I love about this, again, we're talking first impressions, so we're not going to get too, too deep today. But um, something like Studio Ghibli does, and something I've – I'm not a big reader of manga and anime, which I want to fix, and I want to fix on this show. You know, that's something where um, we're going to try to dive into some more different genres, and manga is certainly one. But the opening pages is like crunch, crunch, crunch of leaves and again, I was mentioning kind of these scenes, these silent panels and these like, um, you know, the trees and the light coming through the leaves. And and I mentioned Studio Ghibli. I love whenever 
like you set a scene and you set a vibe and normal superhero comics and our normal kind of Western comics don't, I think, do that as much. And I'm sure there's plenty of examples where they do, but I love this kind of the place is a character and you kind of, you kind of, again, get those sensory things of what you were talking about, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, I'm really excited to really dive into this one, get a deep, you know, get deep into this one. And I'm glad that I got the physical copy of this book because we do a lot of digital reading and I love that. And it's great for the convenience, but there's just something sometimes about having the book in your hands that makes the experience a little different and um, I think that this book is really going to lend itself to that very nicely. Completely agree. Yeah, this got on my radar a couple years ago, and I'm happy to be reading it. Here we are. Let's go over into who this comic is for. This is the segment of the show where we break down who we think the perfect audience is for this month's book. If you are in any of these categories, you must pick it up. If not, Join the comic club anyway and read it with us. Adam, you start us off. Who is this comic for? This comic is for folks looking for summer reading. Those who long for the extended summer days of carefree adolescence. Fans of Craig Thompson. Outdoor enthusiasts. Lovers of the coming-of-age genre. And monochrome maniacs. So if you find yourself in any of those categories, go pick up this book this one summer. Let's go to judging a book by its cover. This is where we like to imagine ourselves walking through a comic shop and happen upon the book sitting on the shelf. What do we think of the cover? What does it say about what's inside? How cool is the logo and everything else? Adam, let's judge this book by its cover. This cover is really fun. Um, it captures these colors that I just love. Anytime someone uses purples and pinks, what is it about that, Blaine? Why do I love it so much? I don't know. I, I totally hear you. I, I it's I don't know. It's that color palette. It's just it's cool. It's cool colors. You know, it's the it's cool, cool part colors. of the spectrum. Yeah. And and this one is all just a lot of purples with a little bit of pink, and it's kind of got this big sort of ocean scene where there are waves down at the bottom and at the very top. You see two girls coming into frame like they're, you know, kind of jumping into the water. They're going out of the frame so you can see that this is a big world that they're like splashing into. Breaking the form. We love breaking the form. Love it. And um, one of the things that jumped out to me, and honestly, this might be something to get me to pull it off the shelf. There's a lot of awards on this. You know, we got yes. like stamps, medals, New York Times bestseller. We got the... Caldecott Honor Book. I don't know what that is. You know, a Michael Prince Award for Excellence. Mm -hmm. I don't know what those are, but all these awards would make me probably want to check it out because, you know, I'm a little bit of a, an award um, aficionado, maybe. But what do you, Blaine, what do you think about that? If you see something like a book with a bunch of awards and stuff on it, you haven't heard about it, does that make you want to pick it up anymore? That is actually a really good question. And, you know, I guess sometimes it sort of depends on the awards. But I guess, like you said, it doesn't really matter what the awards are because I was looking at them and I don't know what they are either. I kind of recognize this Caldecott Honor Award from like, you know, book fairs of our youth. Like it, it, the logo is like this silver seal with this guy like riding this horse and there's like these little kids. I've never looked at it really close until now, literally. And, um, but I do recognize it from like, I don't know, like where the red fern grows and, you know, all these things we read in our youth. Yeah. And 
I would say so. You know, I, I think certainly New York Times bestseller is almost, that's not one of the seals, but that says it on here. That says a lot to me. You know, I'm a New York Times reader and I feel like they have a pretty good finger on the pulse of, you know, quality entertainment. This was already kind of on my radar, but I think you're right. I always think of sci-fi. There's something called like the Nebula Award. And while I don't follow those like myself, I do follow the kind of Eisner Awards. And I again, I do follow New York Times and the Atlantic reading lists where I see kind of what's popping off and what's popular because that helps. It does help inform my decisions because, you know, as a reader, being a reader is by nature lonely. You're doing it most of the time by yourself. And if there's awards, it kind of shows this is popular. Other people are probably reading this, which means I have maybe somebody I can talk to about this. That's such a good point. And I also think that with just the overwhelming amount of options out there, sometimes these awards can help you narrow it down to at least give you a starting point to say, okay, these are up for consideration. Maybe I should just check them out and see if the, you know, the story interests me, the art interests me or anything, but at least you have somewhere to start from. Yeah, exactly. And um, I wanted to kind of come back to the art a little bit because as you, we were kind of talking about the colors and I said cool colors, you know, you think about uh, reds and yellows as traditional warm colors and you think of blues and purples as cool colors. And I, while I didn't think about it at first, there is kind of that dichotomy of summer, you think of it as obviously warm and beating and red and hot. And here it's juxtaposed with the kind of cool um chill. The water is obviously blue, but so is the rest of the world. And um, just kind of interesting thing I wanted to call out. Yeah, it's got a, a great palette to it. And yeah, it's kind of playing against the um, the thought of the dog days of summer that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, the line work here is really nice. It looks like it's like a digital uh, brush of some kind. You can kind of see either the way the lettering is done and the way the outlines of the characters are here. It's kind of, you can see the kind of um, I want to say pixelation, but that's not the right word. You kind of see the imperfections of the line work. And right. I think that is something very kind of like it echoes the hand-drawn, handmade aesthetic. And again, super stoked on the art. You know, we're going to have the art awards in two weeks. So be ready for that. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for this first impressions episode. Again, this is kind of our first take on the book. We've, we're a little bit in. We hope you join us in July. You know, find some AC, everybody. We hope you get outside as well at the same time. Get in a natural body of water. You know, that's, that's always a nice thing to do. So if you enjoyed today's episode, tell a friend, leave a review on your podcast app of choice, and go pick up this one summer and join us in two weeks. That wraps up our first impressions. Adam? Comic Club out. Comic Club is brought to you from Upper Esh Media. This episode was edited by Adam J. Cook. Our intro and outro music is by Tiger Cup. Katie Livingston at Living Kate designed our logo. If you enjoyed the episode, tell a friend, follow us on social at Comic Club Podcast, and join our Facebook group to continue the conversation online. Remember, everyone, read more comics. Comic Club.